Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. I'm so glad to be here, so glad for his blessings, glad for all the mothers that are present we miss. We are missing so many. But I'd like to read from the book of Genesis today. I didn't come with a Mother's Day message. I hope that's all right. I guess it has to be. But in Genesis, we're turning our attention uh, this morning to chapter 9 and I think it's quite appropriate the Lord has sent rain today, and I hope in a little while the sun's going to shine because of the message today. Genesis 9, I'm going to read several verses while you, if you patiently stand, beginning with verse 8. And God spake unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And I... Behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you and with every living creature that is with you of the fowl, of the cattle, of every beast of the earth with you from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood neither shall there be any more a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. Now will you remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud. And I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. God of heaven, we thank you today for this gathering for all of our mothers that are here, for all that are present today. 
I thank you for your presence, most importantly, for your spirit, without which we are nothing and could do nothing. We ask for anointing to be fresh. Give to us that which we need to receive and hear. We will thank you for your presence. In your name, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. I read several verses to get to the gist of uh, our message today, which we've entitled God's Rainbow. God's Rainbow. That's beautiful. God's rainbows are beautiful. It had been 1,650 plus years when God spoke these words to Noah coming out of the ark. Over 1,650 years since the expulsion of Adam and Eve from the garden. From that union of Adam and Eve, there were two sons born to begin with. Several other children were born, no doubt, but we know the two familiarly Adam, that Adam and Eve gave birth to, Cain, Abel. One of them was a godly man. The other one was an ungodly man. The ungodly killed the godly, and ungodliness began to spread through his seed. And we are given a description of conditions that existed in the world in that particular time when we, before the flood in chapter 6, which tells us why God brought such destruction upon the world. In verse 5 of Genesis 6, it says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? In reference to our own present world and condition. And then down in verse 11, the Lord said, The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And again, how applicable that is to our present generation of time when there is so much corruption and ungodliness going on in our world. God hasn't sent judgment yet like he did in Noah's day, but don't rest too easy. It is coming. In verse 7 of that same chapter 6 of Genesis, listen to what the Lord said. I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. And what happened when Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord and God chose Noah for this particular uh, rescue mission for him, his wife, his two, their two sons and their wives, or three sons rather, and their wives to be saved through the coming catastrophe. What was brought upon the world during that time of Noah was the greatest cataclysmic event that has happened in the 6,000 year of man's history. We can think of other great events, World War I, World, uh, World War II, 
Now, some of y'all can't go back that far. But anyway, uh, all of these things, the Holocaust, uh, the Civil War of the 19th century, all of these things we have in our history books that are telling us was catastrophic. But imagine the flood in Noah's day was not just in a town or in a city or in a country or in a nation, but it was worldwide. The entire world was engulfed with God's judgment. Every living creature, except those who lived in the water, were destroyed completely. And if God destroyed the world after 1,600-plus years of ungodliness and worldliness, what do you think he thinks about us today? What has prevented another flood? What has prevented another judgment of God upon the ungodly? What prevents him from coming in and destroying our world? It has never been as ungodly the things that are coming out of Washington, D.C., the things that are coming out of our uh, colleges, the things that are coming out of our governments. It's ridiculous. It's ungodly. It is contrary to God. In fact, in that day, in Noah's day, Jesus, to give us an example of what would be happening in the last day, Jesus tells us as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. For almost 4,400 years now, the rains have come, storms have come, and the rainbow that God put in that sky, it's still here. It's still with us. It's showing that God remembers. He doesn't forget his promises, his covenant. There will never be a worldwide flood because God said there wouldn't. He'll, he'll never send another flood to destroy the inhabitants of planet Earth. But that doesn't mean that there will not be a judgment upon this ungodly world. No, the next judgment that God's going to bring is going to be different. It's going to be fiery. It's going to be a tremendous judgment upon those who are not right with God. Now, the Lord, think about this. I, I can only imagine it. But the Lord kept Noah, his wife, their three sons, and their wives, he, and all those animals, all kinds of creatures. He kept even some skunks, probably. Uh, I guess they surely come through the ark. But anyway, all of those creatures God kept in the ark for over a year. How would you like to stay in a boat with a bunch of, <clears throat> anyway, for over a year? But anyway, when, when that flood was over and the door was finally opened and Noah and his family stepped out, they stepped out into a pristine world that was cleansed from everything that was filthy. There were no sinners hanging around when Noah stepped out of that ark. Everything was clean. Everything was holy. Everything was pure. And all that was ungodly was absent. And it was the Lord then that we read in our text today in chapter 9 of Genesis where the Lord spoke to Noah somehow, some way. And he made with Noah a covenant 
It is referred to biblically, theologically, the Noahic covenant that God made with Noah. In fact, God refers to it in verse 11 of our text in Genesis 9 as my covenant, my covenant. And in verse 13 of that same chapter 9, God says, I have placed my rainbow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. And it was after the flood that that God spoke to Noah to inform him about uh, the rainbow and about the covenant that he was placing upon mankind, giving to Noah and to all humanity as a symbol of his covenant. This rainbow appeared in the sky. God, you know, he's God. After all, he could do whatever he wants to do, can't he? He did send the flood. He didn't take a vote among the inhabitants of the antediluvians. So God could, but he hasn't. God could have brought another judgment upon humanity at any kind. But God, he could have exempted, in fact, another catastrophe and not say anything to know about it. He didn't have to make a covenant, but he did. And every rainbow tells me God's faithful. After every storm we see a rainbow, God's faithful. I hope the sun's shining after this service is over with today. You want me to preach long enough till it does come out? But anyway, I, I hope the sun is shining and the sky is, is clear. I'd like to see a rainbow after the service today. I remember as many, many years ago now, I was just a young boy, I don't even think I was even a teenager yet. I had a friend that lived across the field from where we lived in southeast Missouri. Uh, anyway, he, he had some relative that hired us <clears throat> to uh, stomp down, us two big boys, stomp down some uh, cotton seed in an 18-wheeler that he was getting ready to take to Memphis, Tennessee. Anyway, it was, I don't know if we, I stayed up or had, I got up, but it was about 3 a.m. in the morning, and I saw something I had never seen before, and I have never seen since. I saw a rainbow at 3 o'clock in the morning. It must, after, you know, it was a moonlit night, a clear sky, and there was that bow. Must have been a moon bow. But anyway, there are some interesting facts about the rainbow, rainbow. We look at a rainbow and say, there's a rainbow. Isn't that beautiful? And, and we go running to find the pot of gold at the end of it. But anyway, no, we don't. A rainbow is a meteorological phenomenon that's caused by reflection, refraction, and dispersion of light and Water droplets resulting in the spectrum of light appearing in the sky. It takes the form of a multicolored circular arc. Rainbows caused by sunlight always appear in the sky directly opposite of the sun. Rainbows can be full circles, but usually and always we have only seen half of it the arc that's illuminated by these droplets above the ground that are centered on a line from from the sun into our eyes. 
In a primary rainbow there, it shows uh, red on the outer part, violet on the inner part. The rainbow is caused again by light being refracted when it enters the, the raindrop. And then it's reflected when it hits the side of the raindrop and comes back to drop out or move out, refracted again as it leaves that raindrop. Now, I know you're making notes so you can remember all these things, but, but anyway, there have been different, uh, different uh, statements or references or opinions as to the colors that are involved. I even read some about way back when Mr. Newton was involved and he gave his choice. But some say it's red, orange, yellow, green, cyan, blue, violet. But the most familiar that we are con uh, familiar with today is red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. All of these colors, seven beautiful colors that reminds us of God's completeness, of God's holiness, of God's godliness, because seven is God's number. Now, I also found out, I didn't know this, there are double bowls, there are twinned bowls, there are full circle bowls, there are supernumerary bowls, there are reflected bowls, there are monochrome bowls, there are high order bowls, there are lunar bowls, there are fog bowls, there are sleet bowls. You thought there was only one kind, didn't you? There are circumhorizontal bowls. And then I come up with one that says extraterritorial bowls. Extraterritorial bowls. They say that's what happens on Saturn. I've never seen one of those. But another thing that's important that gets down to what I want to talk about a little while here today mainly, it is never but in rainy weather, of course. Nor then is it there unless the sun shines. It's always in stormy weather. But it's always accompanied by a sunshine. It never appears in any part of the heavens, but that it's opposite of the sun. It never appears greater than a semicircle, but often much even less. It's always double, there being what is called the superior and the inferior, or primary and secondary rainbow. And these bows exhibit, exhibit these seven uh, prismatic colors of red, of orange, of yellow, of green, blue, and indigo, and violet. And another thing that is appropriate and I think beneficial to our understanding today is the darker the sky, the brighter the rainbow. The darker the sky, the brighter the rainbow. There is an awesome, interesting passage that I found in relation to this study. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 54, God speaking to Israel because of their ungodliness, their rebellion, and how he would bring upon the people of Israel his judgments because of them. Listen to what he said in verses 6, 7, and 8. 
For the Lord hath called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit and a wife of youth. When thou, hast, thou wast refused, saith thy God, for a small moment have I forsaken thee. God is speaking to Israel. I've forsaken you. I've left you alone. I've sent a storm into your life. But with great mercies will I gather thee. The sun's going to shine. In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment. But with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord, thy Redeemer. Now think about this for a while as as well in relation to what God is saying to Israel. I forsook you for a moment. I've hid my face in my wrath. I've hid my face from you for a moment. 400 years, 400 years between Malachi and Matthew, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, God hid his face. There were no angels. There were no visions. There were no prophets walking their streets. It was as if all hope was gone. The Maccabees tried to stir up a revival, but they were defeated. Old Antiochus Epiphanes uh, crucified a sow on their altar to try to humiliate the people, the Jews. It was as if for a moment God was sending his wrath. For a moment he was hiding his face. And then in Bethlehem of Judea, mm -hmm, there was a babe born and the sun began to shine. I tell you, we're going through storms, but the rainbow's coming. The rainbow's coming. And listen to what this passage goes on to say, the, the prophet Isaiah in verses 9 and 10. He says, God says, for this is the waters of Noah unto me. I know I've shut my eyes to you, hadn't listened to your prayers. I've sent my judgments upon you, but my mercy's on its way. This is as the waters of Noah unto me, for as I have sworn that the waters of Noah shall no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wroth with thee nor rebuke thee. And then in verse 10, for the mountains shall depart. The hills will be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord, that have mercy on thee. Amen. Going through a storm, you're all right. The sun's going to shine. The rainbow's going to appear. You're a child of God. He hasn't forsaken. He might seem like he's a thousand. What was it the songwriter said? A million miles away. And then I realized, no, he's not. I see a rainbow. He reminds me everything's all right. I'm going to make it through this valley. I'm going to make it through this despair. I'm going to make it through this storm. I see the rainbow. A rainbow is dependent upon two things, as we've already said. It depends upon a storm and the sunshine. A storm, the trials that we find ourselves going through, should be looked at in this light. They're going to pass. We're going to get out of this. And in their stead, when I come out, I may be scarred. 
I may have some remembrances of my disappointments and frustrations and what, my anxiety. I may have all those kind of thoughts, but when I get through, I'm going to see that seven-hued rainbow of God's promise and assurance. I haven't forsaken you. I just stepped aside a while for you to be faithful, to show me that you mean business that you are determined to live for me regardless of the consequences of life. Amen. The Lord never promised that when we live for him that we won't have any problems. In fact, we'll have more problems probably because it'll make the devil that much matter. But he has promised, like in Hebrews 13 and 5, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. He said in the book of Matthew 28 and 20, isn't it? Lo, I am with you forever. I'm with you until the end of the age. He's with us today. I know it's stormy outside or rainy outside. I guess it still is. I can't tell by that windows now. But anyway, I, I know the sun's going to shine. And I know when the sun shines somewhere, there's going to be a rainbow. And I know a rainbow lifts my spirit. I know a rainbow makes me feel good all over. Amen. Now, God has a bow above every one of our storms, letting us know that, that he's not and will not forget us. Now, notice, if you will, in the reading of our text where God made this covenant with Noah, God didn't say to and this is important to me, God did not say to Noah, Noah, when you see the bowl, you shall remember my covenant that I won't destroy the earth. God didn't say that. Read that passage. It's not there. Verse 15 of chapter 9 says, God says, when I remember my covenant, I, verse 16, I will look upon it never Never does it say when you look upon it. God's remembering. God's seeing. God knows. Amen. We may feel so frustrated that we can't see beyond our nose hardly. But God sees. He knows what you're going through. He knows the frustrations you feel. He knows your pains. He knows your agony. He knows your disappointments. And he sees. He knows. He remembers. He was the one that inspired the Hebrew writer to put that there in chapter 13 and verse 5. He was the one that inspired Matthew in 28 and 20 to say, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. He knows the covenant because he was the one that made it. This is not put upon. This is not. The rainbow is not put upon Noah's memory. It was not put upon my memory. It's put upon God's memory. I won't forget. I will remember. There's a passage in Psalm 23, the very familiar passage in Psalm 23 and 4 where you could quote it. When I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff. Amen. <laughs> that's, that's God's rainbow. That's God, you're in the valley, Amen. but look around, there's a rainbow somewhere. You're, you're making your way through your storm, but there's a rainbow somewhere. There's a purpose for your storms. There's a purpose. If you're a child of God, if 
you've been baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ and filled with God's Holy Spirit, if you are born again, if you're a child of God, there's reason for those things that happen in your life. There is a purpose for everything happens. There's no such thing as accidents that happen to the people of God. There's a reason for it. Hold on, pilgrim. Don't turn loose. I don't care if you're in the lowest valley you've ever been in. Don't. Don't look back. Keep on. Keep on. The sun's going to shine and the rainbow's going to appear. What if, what if Paul and Silas, what if when that first lash hit their back, what if they throwed up their hand and said, I'm going to quit? No, no. They were beaten unmercifully. They were put in prison with their feet in stocks. They were hurting miserably, no doubt. But at midnight, and it was dark, dark, they were in the dungeon, in the prison. They, began to, they were looking for the rainbow. They were singing praises to God. God sent the earthquake. The doors were open. They met the jailer. They converted the jailer. They converted his family. They got baptized in Jesus' name that night. That would have never happened if they hadn't had the storm that sent them to the dungeon. Amen. Or, or, or what about when those disciples were in that boat that night on that rocky uh, sea of Galilee and looked like they were going to go down, but they knew Jesus was on board of that ship, and so they said, Lord, don't you know we're perishing? And that would have never happened if they hadn't taken the Lord or if the Lord hadn't gone with them. But I tell you, he's on your boat. I don't care how rocket he is. He's on your boat. Just whisper his name. He'll, he'll bring peace. When you go through your storm, the Lord's on you side. He's on your boat. So let's look at that rainbow. It's like, it's like a, a gateway between heaven and the earth. And the beautiful ark is like, it's just an opening that leads up into glory. We were privileged to be living some of the time in St. Louis when they were building that gateway arch. It's called the gateway to the west. Well, when I see a rainbow, I can think it's not a gateway to the west. It's a gateway to glory. It's a gateway to heaven. There are no bolted gates hanging on golden hinges. No, it's a doorway without a door. And the rent veil that took place in the temple on the day that our Lord suffered and died opened up a way for all of us. It's not a bow that's bent toward us. It's a bow that's bent heavenward. It's a bow without an arrow. It's a window in heaven that your prayers, your tears can enter in to the throne of God. It's not my, oh my, it's not my remembering God. It's God remembering me. God didn't say, Noah, when you see that, remember. No, he said, Noah, when I see that, I remember. I remember. It's not, it's not me laying hold of this covenant 
It's this covenant laying hold of me. Hallelujah. I'm his child. I'm his child. My name's in his book. The earth hides half of that beautiful bowl. If we were, if we were somehow above the earth, wonder what about the astronauts. But if we were above the earth out of the smog and all of the mess beyond the clouds and beyond darkness, beyond the mountains and valleys, possibly when the bow, we could see the bow, we would see it in its entirety. Not just a half arc, but a full arc. I don't know. Because earth hides half of it. But oh my. By and by, something wonderful is going to happen. By and by, when the trumpet sounds, I'm not saying we're going through the rainbow, but by and by, listen to what the Bible says in Revelation chapter 4 and verse 3. This is speaking of that great tomorrow. This is speaking of that rapture, I believe. And the Bible says, he, that's Jesus Christ, he that sat on that throne was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine. I've, always, I've wondered how in the world you pronounce that sardine or sardine. But the Greek, you pronounce it sardinos. Sardinos, well, anyway. On that sardine stone, there was a rainbow. <laughs> Where was it, Lord? Where was it, John? Here's the one that wrote this. That's in heaven. That's after the rapture. That's when we're with the Lord. That's what I think. That was a rainbow. <laughs> that was how? It was round. Round about the throne. In sight like an emerald. Oh, <laughs> what a day that's going to be. My last prayer is going to be prayed. My last tear is going to be shed. Going to join the loved ones that's gone before. Going to see all those that's left MPC that are waiting for us over there. We gather around the throne. We're going to see the rainbow in its fullness. <laughs> Paul said we see through a glass darkly now. But then, oh my, face to face. 1 Corinthians 13 and 12. Now I know in part, then I'm going to know even as also I am known. The mist and the fog, you may stand please, I'm going to close. The mist and the fog of this world hides much of the splendor, much of the glory, much of the beauty which God's promised to bestow. It's because of the storms in our life that gives us the rainbows to remind us that he is mindful of us and mindful of what we're going through. Hold on, pilgrim. And one day, we're going to see with heaven's eyes. We're going to see with glorified eyes. We're going to see as he sees. And we shall know as we are known because that perfect is going to come. Until that day comes, pilgrim, until that day comes, let's build our ark strong and secure 
and endure the storms because the rainbows are on the way. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.